Golly. So here we go. This is the How to Sell More Cars Mastermind Group. My buddy Mike, the car guy, Carrera, is our, is our, is our very first guest, which is only fitting because uh, when I started my podcast, my last podcast, which I haven't done in about a year, I started to get you some radio show. I think Mike was the second guest I ever had on there because he is my go-to guy uh, when it comes to stuff in, in terms of a lot, lot of social selling and, and social media stuff and uh, the uh, building your personal brand and kind of thing. He's been on the uh, the forefront of that. Uh, he's had every uh, every job I think you can have at a dealership from turning wrenches to taking turnovers. Uh, he's he's done it all. And now he's an account manager for Dealer Built and he's traveling around Southern California and uh, all the way up to, uh, uh, so where'd you say, Riverside? Where, where, where Santa Maria. I'm from San Diego uh, to Santa Maria. So come, all, all the Central way up in California, California talking, to 50, talking to 50 dealerships uh, about their about their DMS. So so we'll start there. So you're traveling now. You're out in, in the dealerships three or four days a week. Uh, what what are you seeing? How, 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 how are things functioning right now? This is a weird time for everybody in the car business. Weird, I think, is the key word. You know, I've been doing this 35 years. I got in the car business in 87. And started turning wrenches, uh, got into sales right after that. And of course, it, it went downhill from there. But um, I've never seen anything like it. You know, I, I've seen more blacktop in the last six, eight months than I've ever seen in my life. I, I never realized dealerships had that much property until all of a sudden it's open and that's all you see. Yeah. Uh, I've got some pretty substantial sized dealerships that I work with here in Southern California, some of the biggest in the nation. And um, they're, uh, they're running out of cars pretty quickly. Yeah. Running out of new cars. How's the used cars? I know some some dealers are managing to find some used cars. They ain't cheap, but they're getting they're not cheap. But they're selling them for all the money too. So right, right. and that's the other side. You know, yes, the, the inventory is hard to get, but banks are not afraid to spend money. I mean, they're they're going along with this artificial inflation of of values. You know, book on these cars is going up instead of going down, and right. the banks are loaning on it just as just like it, it's any other time. So they're selling them and they're making all the money. They may be selling less cars, but I don't know of a single dealership that I work with. And that's like I said, just over 50 that uh, that isn't making more money than they've ever made before. Making more, fewer, uh, making more money with less cars. And I had this conversation last week with uh, with Ryan Girardi. I was, I was uh, doing a, a, a conversation with him. We were recording for something and we we're having that. And this is, you know, this Everything that's happened in the last year and a half is really kind of uh, it's kind of solidified some changes that you and I have been talking about in the car business for a while. Uh, and it's it's making it's, it's making the physical location of the dealership really ancillary because the actual business of the dealership is taking place where we are out in, in, in the Internet. And it's taking business, you know, it's taking place over text and over phone and o- over uh, over chat and everything else. And, you know, there's got to be a physical component to it. But all that all that property that you're talking about, that's becoming really kind of less and less important. And I think exactly. maybe people people are noticing that when they got these empty lots and they're still making all the money. Yeah. And, and consumers now. It's it's not as as much we're trying to wow the consumers with with a digital experience. Their expectation has surpassed our willingness to do it in the industry. We there's still a lot of folks in this business that think it's it's kind of a wow factor. Oh, if if we offer customers the ability to text or you know FaceTime or whatever, that we're going to surprise them. But you know what? I can get a, a home mortgage on my phone in less than you know five minutes. I can order a pizza. I can order anything off of Amazon. It's going to get delivered sometimes the same day. So consumers are just used to doing it. It's no longer a wow factor. They're kind of wondering why the car business hasn't caught up to that type of expectation. 
So the ones that are doing it out there and, and meeting the customers in the, the atmosphere that they're already in are the ones that have the advantage. We used to say, you know, 10 years ago, when you and I first started to, to connect and, and our friendship started, we used to say you can meet the customers online where they already are and spending their time, or you can greet them on the lot when they come in to ask for the guy that they connected with online. And you just go, go back to standing out on the point waiting for your turn. It, it, it's not an option anymore. And the guys that are doing it well are, are making making the money. The, uh, the competition isn't the, the car dealership down the street. It's every other person that they're doing business with and every other company that they're doing business with. It, and, it, and it's all happening happening digitally, you know, or at least a great huge percentage of it is, is, is happening digitally and, and out in the Ethernet, um, the, 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 out in the ether, out, out in the big wide world. Um, what else is changing? What else, what, what else is happening at, at the dealerships are, are you seeing and noticing uh, in just this year? I think, you know, the, the idea of, of doing everything online still is just an idea. Uh, I have a group that's a six-store group here in Southern California. Last month in August, the, the combined uh, number of the sales that the store did, or the stores, all six of them, was just over 400. Yeah. And out of that 400, they're a smaller group, a couple of Highline uh, dealers, only six of those sales were done completely online, whereas the Everything, all the contracts were, you know, sent to a device. The customer signed on the device. Everything was done. And the salesperson just had to deliver the vehicle and go over the features at the customer's house or home, you know, place of work. So six out of 400, still a small percentage. Yeah. And, and I really think when you look at the numbers across the nation, that's even a, a, a inflated percentage because of the area it's at and it's a high-line vehicle. But if you look at the number of cars that are being sold right now, the percentage that are completely online where they don't have any physical interaction on the dealership premises is still so infinitesimally small and to focus so much of your attention and your business model to that that really really small number is a little bit scary people still need to drive the car they still want to feel the car they still they still want to get to know somebody you know this is a people business always has been it's always going to be and the one that does the best job developing that relationship whether it's through pictures that you post or, you know, interesting posts where the customer feels like, oh, I, I, I kind of have an idea of who this person is that I'm going to be doing business with. Whatever it is, whether you're texting the customer, how good you are at texting. Um, you know, I, I was talking with a salesperson uh, Monday, Monday afternoon, and he was asking me some questions because when I'm at the store, inevitably, I'll end up talking about other things than DMS performance, sales is sales. You know, people are saying, "Hey, what's what's this? The dealership down the road doing? What are what are some good practices out there that you're seeing?" And I, I was looking at a, a CRM with a customer or a salesperson, and he's he's got a, a good conversation going with the customer, and he was showing me as an example, like, "What what am I doing wrong here?" And he got to a point where the customer was pretty much saying, "I'm ready to come in," so he put his phone number in the text box. Fantastic! Give me a call, and I'll set up an appointment. And I looked at him, I go, you really need me to explain what's what's missing here? And he goes, yeah, what, how did I, because the customer just kind of ghosted me after that. I was like, you're in a, a medium that the customer says, I'm comfortable chatting with you. They're right. typing back and forth. You got like 20 messages back and forth. They're comfortable there. Now you want to take them out of there into something that you're comfortable with. And that's the problem we've always had in the car business is we try to force the customer to buy the car the way we want to sell it, right? Yeah. You got to come in. You got to come into the dealership. And that's basically what you did with giving him your phone number. If he wanted your phone number, if he wanted to call you, he would have called in the first place because that chat box is on your website. You know what's also on your website? Your phone number. Yeah. He could have called and saved himself that effort, but he's comfortable doing the texting. So you should have said, 
right now, this afternoon, three o'clock, I've got it open. Tomorrow morning, you should have given him a couple options to come in right there when, when you felt like he was ready to come in. And then it just kind of started to dawn on him that, oh, you know what? That's just the way I've always been. I've always, you know, tried to get him on the phone to to close that appointment. You had him talking. You don't need to necessarily have him on the phone, you know, so that the idea of of doing everything online is still kind of scary to some people. But you just got to step back and realize how much of it is online and how much, you know, the customers still want to come into the dealership. There's no shortage of people wanting to buy cars right now, as we've seen. There's lines out the door. You know, and, and the consumer really, they're walking into the dealership thinking, hey, you guys are in a pandemic. You're probably desperate to sell a car. And then they get down to the dealership and they find that there's no cars. So right. the one they find, they got to jump on it right now. It's really a good time to be a salesperson in the car business. But we still need to pay attention to, to the way the customers want to communicate. So we, so much of that is we we have processes, all people in process, and we have these processes to say, okay, step two, get them on the phone. You know, so that's you know, and that's that, that's where you, so that's where you get stuck at that point. Step two, how much of, of that of the fact that only one and a half percent in your scenario, one and a half percent of the people buying cars uh, that, that from that group uh, actually completed the uh, the transaction online? How much of that do you think is is the fact that our process? is leading them to a physical thing and how much of it is their desires to, to touch and feel and, and actually show up at the store. I believe honestly that there's still, there's still a lot of impulse in car buying. There's still a lot of touch feel that, you know, customers can do all the research they want. And how many customers have you seen back in the day when I was on the line that came in that they thought they had their car picked out. They, they wanted a, a Thunderbird. You know, I was a Ford salesman for, for many, many years. And they said, oh, man, Thunderbirds, I've done my research. I looked at consumer reports and all the, the information that they had back in the in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And then they got down there and they sat in it and they were like, mm, you know what? Ah, gosh, this I just I'm not comfortable in this car. It's not it's not what I thought it was going to be. It looked great on the on the pictures and in the magazines, but it's just not not what I thought it was going to be. And then they go into something else that still happens. People do all the research they want. They get down to the lot and maybe it doesn't fit them the way they thought it was going to fit them. And maybe they're a shorter person or a taller person or visibility cup holders. I mean, I've lost car deals over cup holders. So you never know what the consumer is going to experience and what's really driving them. And doing it all online, you kind of miss some of that. So it's it's important if you're going to be doing it online that you make sure the customer sits in the seat before they consummate the deal. Get the car out to them. Let them drive it. Uh, there are a lot of dealers that are doing a lot of great things with extended test drives. You know, let them have it for a day, let them have it for two days, and then put a couple miles on it and take it to the store, put it in their garage, make sure it fits. There's no limit to how creative you can be, and the ones that are being creative are the ones that are capturing the deals. The puppy dog clothes, baby, the oldest time. <laughs> so, you I mean, you... you uh, you and I have been talking about, I mean, you've, you've been doing, you've been selling cars socially. I mean, we've talked about the first car you sold off of LinkedIn years and years ago, and you've sold cars on LinkedIn and, and Instagram and on, uh, and on Facebook uh, and, and everything else. But uh, one of the, the, one of the things that we wanted to talk to you about today was Google my business. I know in, adi- in addition to the, the the work that you're doing with dealers for, uh, for, for, uh, for the DMS work for dealer built, 
you I mean you work with some other businesses uh, a, a lot improving their social profiles their social footprint and google my business so uh, so let's 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 get into google my business compared so I, I tell everyone in terms of social media since i talk a lot about social media facebook is the 800 pound gorilla uh because it's it's it, it is social media but google is google isn't the 800 pound gorilla they're the zoo right they they got everything uh so so what is google my business and how can dealers Use it to sell more cars. Google is the internet these days, uh, and and I was telling uh, a friend of mine, Kathy Cruz. I'm I'm sure you know. Who I Kathy. know Kathy. Yeah. Uh, I kind of gave it to her in, a, in an explanation. When I was in in like sixth or seventh grade, I was the TA for my one of my classes, and I had a teacher that would always need copies of stuff made, but she would always say, "Do me a favor, run down to the office and give me a Xerox of this." And one day, because I'm a smartass. I looked at her and I said, you realize it's not a Xerox machine. It's a Canon copier. So do you want me to make you a Canon of this? Right. And she looked at me, she goes, don't be smart ass. So, (laughs) but at the, you know, and I can say it today, you know, if I need a a, a copy, I could ask someone, can I Xerox this? And they know that I need a copy. They know that a Xerox is the actual copy machine. It's not the process of making a copy, but that name, that brand has become synonymous with making copies, right? How many times a day does someone say, hey, do you know the answer to this question? And somebody else goes, did you Google it? it no one says, did you Bing it? Did you Yahoo it? Google is, is the internet for all intents and purposes. So in my opinion, and, and I'm not the, the smartest guy in the whole world, but in my opinion, if we know that everyone's on Google, that's the place to really focus some attention. And the benefit of Google My Business Pages is it's free. There's no cost to it. You know, it, it's it's kind of like a, a Yellow Pages online, if you will. Yes, there's a Yellow Pages online. There's all these business listings, but Google does it better than anybody else does it. 60% of all searches on Google are for something local to whoever's doing that local search, right? And most of those are for us a business of some type, whether you're searching for a pizza company or a, a dry cleaner or a car dealership. 65% of the time, people are searching something on Google. It's for a local business. And 90% of those searches show a Google My Business listing. And the Google My Business listing, for any of the folks that are watching that don't understand it, when you search something in Google, you search car dealership near me or Ford dealership near me, most of the time you're going to get a bar on the, on the right side of the screen that has a business listing. It looks kind of like a yellow page listing. There'll be a picture of the dealership the phone number, hours, link to the website, that kind of thing. That's your Google My Business page. That's that's the business owns that, basically. They should go in, claim it, update it, fill it out with everything that you can, services, products, the whole spiel. If you're a car dealership, you need to have all your models of vehicles listed in there with pictures. You need to have all the services you offer. Some businesses, I'm sure uh, Eric can, can attest, some businesses will create departments for your parts, your service department, your quick lane, your fleet service department, your body shop. There's no limit. And the more information you have there, the less likely the customer is going to need to click out of that Google page and go someplace else. If they're just looking for your number, your, your phone number, if they're looking for your hours, if they're looking, you want to keep them captive to your dealership. So the more you can fulfill that, the better or the the, the higher your chances that they're going to do business with you. We know that people are visual creatures, right? Instagram is a very popular application. Why? People like to look at pictures. So if there's pictures in there for your dealership that show something unique, 
you know, whether it's the, the dealership frontage or some vehicles on the lot, maybe, you know, get crazy. If there's a sunset behind the dealership with the, the flag waving, you know, there's no limit to how creative you can get. Those pictures are going to get viewed. And if someone's looking at a picture of your dealership, the chances are they're going to remember it and come to see you. It, it all ties in together. It's all circular. It doesn't, it's not, you know, brain surgery and I'm not the first person to promote it. I just happen to focus a lot of attention on it. I, uh, a long time ago with Google, back when Google Plus was a thing, you know, I was a, a, a beta user with Google Plus before they opened it out to the world. I started taking pictures of everything I do. Everywhere I go, I take pictures. And then I go to either the, the Google My Business or the Google Maps listing for that. And I upload those pictures and I share them. Just that's me. It's, it's what I like to do. It's, it's kind of a, a fun thing that I enjoy doing. The images that I've shared onto Google have been viewed 58 million times. That's incredible. 58 million times. I don't know who's looking at these pictures, but people are. I mean, I I have pictures of dealerships that have got three to five million views. So that means someone that went to that Google My Business or Google Maps, you know, they found ABC Motors. They clicked into the pictures and they looked at the pictures that have been posted for that dealership. So and, a, and just to clarify, so what you're doing, you're, you're spending, you spend a lot of time on the road at dealerships. If you go into Joe Bob's Ford store in, in Santa Maria, uh, you take a picture of Joe Bob's flag and uh, and you post it on Joe Bob's Google My Business page. Yes, I, I do. Yeah. So so those 58 million views are happening on the dealer's, you know, real estate. Yes. And, and I consider that added value. I mean, I perform a service for them when I'm helping out their team to become more efficient at what they're doing and sell more cars or write more ROs or, you know, sell more parts over the counter. But also when I go home, I try to help them because I want to increase their exposure online. I want to get them, you know, seen in a positive light because sometimes, you know, not all people are nice people. There are people that maybe had a negative experience uh, with a dealership and they'll put pictures up there that maybe don't put the dealership in the most positive light. So the more, the better, right? If I've got some pictures and because I am a Google local guide, level eight local guide, for whatever reason, Google puts my pictures a little bit ahead of someone that's not posted anything before because they're like, hey, this guy's posted 18,000 pictures. So he's yeah. gonna, his pictures are going to get kind of placed up higher on the rotation. So the chances of seeing a picture that I posted far and away exceed the chances of someone that's just had one picture that they put on a review of, you know, an oil stain on a carpet. That that yeah, that yeah. picture is going to get pushed down to the bottom. Where my picture of the outside with a nice car, yeah, you know, I posted a picture recently of a lifted Bronco at a Ford dealership. It's already gotten like eighteen, nineteen thousand views. It's been up there a week. Yeah. So people have gone to that, that that dealership's Google Maps or Google My Business page, and they've clicked through the pictures and they've stopped on that picture and they've looked at it. So that's a lot of eyeballs that that dealership is getting for free, at at you know just an added added value for me being there. So my big question about Google My Business is, of course, Google, like I said, is the Xerox of search engines. It started as, as the search engine. Um, what is the correlation between Google My Business and Google Search? Does, does all the effort you spend into, put into Google My Business, does it boost your search visibility or is it really a completely separate thing? No, it definitely helps. Keep in mind that the one purpose that Google exists for is to serve up content to the end user that specifically meets their needs. Yes, you can pay for for a listing, but we know that most of the time people aren't clicking those. Okay. But Google, when you type in Ford dealership near me or Ford dealership in this zip code or new special, whatever you type in, Google's purpose is to give you the content 
specifically for you, not only local to your area, but as closely matched to what you typed in as possible. So those Google My Business listings need to match what you're trying to find. So the more content that's in there, there's Google posts that you can use. Like I said, the product pages, the services, everything in there, the more that it matches what the customer is looking for, the higher the chances, not only will that Google My Business listing come up, but other lists, your website, your, your Yelp page, your you know any review site. The more that you can put into that Google My Business, the more it's going to associate with other things. And you'll get you know eight or nine listings out of that first search. And that's that's what you really what you want. A lot of people promise I can get you on page one of a Google search. Well, of with what terms, yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah. what in what context? That doesn't guarantee anything. But the more content that's out there, and pictures count as content, posts count as content. And the the plus thing about pictures is it's something like if I was a dealer GM right now, I would have as many of my boys that were willing to taking pictures and posting them to not only my my Google, my business page, but to my Yelp listing. You know, I check in when I, I'm at a business on their Yelp page. I'm not big on leaving reviews, but I like to check in because it's just fun. It's something I do. And those pictures all help too. Those pictures get viewed. So I'm always posting pictures. I would, when I was a, a GSM, I encouraged everybody, you know, take a picture. If you see something that's cool on the lot that you would share maybe to your Facebook page, why not share it to Google My Business? Why not be proud of working here and show off why you work here? If you're going to make an Instagram post that has the dealership in it, make sure that gets put up to, to the Google My Business page as well. I encouraged it. And the dealership that, that I left that had a really good support of doing it, they're getting between 350 and 400,000 views in a 28-day span of just their pictures. So, so there's your pro tip, and, and that's that's uh, that's that's my big thing is is telling making getting everyone posting more pictures everywhere um, because you know, that's they call it Facebook for a reason. It's about, it's about putting faces on there. But uh, if you're in sales and you're taking pictures and you're putting on your Instagram and your Facebook, you don't have to be an admin to uh to to post them on your on your dealership's Google My Business page. Just like that's you're right. not the admin for all fifty of your stores that you're in and no, out sir. of. You, no, you, anybody can go post those. So if you're taking those pictures, here's another opportunity for you to share them and another opportunity for you to get your name uh, out there. So, so do, let's do this. We got uh, probably got about five, 10 minutes here left. Let's, uh, let, let's pick three things. Three things, if you're a dealer, if you're an internet manager at a dealership, uh, or even if you're just a salesperson, what's three things we can do with Google My Business? What, how, how do you start optimizing and using Google My Business? Three action steps that we can take. Well, that's assuming you've claimed it. You know, and you're not having a third party manage it for you. If you're having a third party manage it for you, the most important thing for me that I always recommend is inspect what you expect. Because I've seen and I can share with you dozens of of really poorly written posts that, you know, use bad grammar that use. You can tell when a third party vendor is not familiar with automotive because there's a language that we use. There's a language that the customers use. You know, when you when you're just using vanilla terms that don't that, that are just obvious that you don't know anything about the cars that you're talking about yeah. it doesn't help you because then you, you it, it, google's not stupid either right they didn't become who they are by being dumb their algorithms know what's you know advertising speak as opposed to what's you know actual common speak so when you're writing your post don't try to write it for seo because then you'll it'll it'll get kicked out or it'll just get pressed down to the next you know it'll it'll get drowned into oblivion 
write it for the customers that are looking for these things, write it in real language, write it in, in car language. But if you're going to be having somebody do it for you, inspect what you expect, go on to your Google, my business postings, look through them, see what's being said about your store on your behalf. If you're not familiar with it, then shame on you. You get what you, you deserve. And if you're getting poor quality, that's, that's on you because there's nothing stopping you from, from calling them up and going, hey, that post you put up there, it's not really relevant. It doesn't help me promote the dealership. It doesn't talk about what makes us unique or special. It, it doesn't you know, promote what this, this product is. I've seen Ford dealerships that had a Jeep Wrangler post. And when I brought it to their attention, they called the company. And they're like, oh, you know what? We were posting for so many dealerships. We just we lost track. And we ended up putting this brand new Jeep Wrangler Rubicon post on a Ford dealer's Google My Business page. So you know, it, it can happen. Yeah. So, so number one, uh, cl- if, if you claim it, and if you haven't claimed it, someone else will claim it for you. Inspect it. Make sure you're getting what you pro- what, 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 what you were promised. Inspect it regularly. Look at it. Yeah. See what's going on on it. Make sure whoever's posting for you is, is doing what you want them to do. Second thing is make sure it's complete. Make sure you have all the products that you, you offer. If you're a Honda dealership, make sure you have each model presented on the products page. Make sure you list your services with all the subsections filled out because you can list everything that you do. The more information, the better it is to help you serve, you know, help Google serve you up to people that are looking specifically. And the third thing I would do is encourage everyone to participate. You know, I used to say all the time, if I make my dealership someplace that people are proud to work at, when they get up in the morning, they look forward to coming to work for me, we're all benefiting from it. And one of the ways that you can do that is is saying, hey, our existence is is as much up to you as up to me. I might be the GM and I'm stroking the check for the advertising, but there's nothing stopping you from helping out as well. Jump in, post some pictures, put a put a post up on Facebook. You know, if the sunrise or the sunset in the evening looks nice as it's coming through the showroom window, share it with somebody. If you see a cool, you know, car that's out on the lot and you like the way the light's hitting it, take a picture, share it. Put it up on the page. There's nothing stopping you. I, and we all do that together. And pretty soon you got, you know, 500, 800, 1,000 pictures on your Google My Business page. And you're getting 300,000 views a month. That's going to translate into to sales. Can I connect the dots specifically and say, well, this dealership had 447,000 views of its pictures on its Google My Business and Google Maps page. So therefore, they sold this many cars. I can't do that. But I know that some of the 1,500 and some phone calls they got in that 28-day period and over 1,000 clicks to directions, a person doesn't click for directions unless there's an intent there. That's a, that's a KPI. To me, click for directions is a KPI. They want to know where your dealership's at for a reason. They plan on going there. Yes, there's some people that may say, oh, well, it's too far away. I'm not going to go there. But there's still a reason they're clicking for directions. So phone calls, clicks to the website, and clicks to directions are all connected to those photo views. I think I think you touched on what I think is the most obvious hidden secret in, in the car business. I actually wrote about this in dealer marketing a, a couple of months ago. Every dealership, their most valuable marketing tool is almost completely underutilized in every dealership. I don't know any dealership that's making full value of their biggest sales tool and that's their employees. When you can when you can turn every employee into an evangelist because yes. every, every employee has access to Google, every employee has access and not just the sales team. You know the receptionist got she got friends on Facebook. She gets she you know she can she can hit up Google my business just like just like anything else. So you had this built-in sales force 
who has this built-in army of people who already know, like, and trust them, and hardly anyone is using it to it to its full value. Right. We're too busy trying to compete against the dealership down the street, and we're not making enough of the resources we have available to us. Yeah. All right, Eric, you got anything that you, uh, you want to add or tell us? Uh, how are you guys using Google My Business? Man, I, I tell you, Mike's got it pretty well, uh, pretty well set up. You know, um, I, I will kind of expand on what he said about the uh, parts department and service department. Um, you've got, you know, any, any dealership's got five or six separate uh, stores underneath one rooftop, and Google does allow you to uh, monetize, well, not necessarily monetize that, but departmentalize it. So if you really want to go after your local Napa store or uh, Christian Brothers or whoever it is, you've got a body shop or parts department, um, your used car, uh, if you have a separate used car department, um, as long as you've got a, they they usually kind of mandate that you have a um, door uh, for that department with a name on that door for that department, you're, you're uh, pretty well um, able to have a separate uh, store for that. And, and it really does help. Um, you know, our used car lot is across the street or uh, down the Perfect. street. And you'll see the, the amount of traffic that both of those uh, sites get. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge opportunity. Yeah. And the biggest store thing that has a quick lane. Yeah, exactly. It's free. I have a store that's got a quick lane uh, yeah. that's a, a standalone quick lane just for oil changes. And they realized that, well, I was working there when we realized it, but we realized that the, the competition for the quick lane wasn't from any other car dealership. It was from the valvoline quick oil change down the street, the Jiffy Lubes. We started throwing those words in there. You know, we're, we're a proud provider of valvoline oil change, you know, supplies. Uh, we'll get you in and out in a Jiffy. And those words started to populate. So when people were searching Jiffy Lube, inevitably they'd see the quick lane for the dealership. And, and they've continued that and uh, they've done real well They because they know who their, their competition is. Yeah. That's fantastic. Eric, how, how many how many Google My Business pages do you guys have then? Um, total, I've got, I manage seven. No, I'm sorry, eight, because we have a medium duty uh, service as well. So, yeah. so fleet. Fantastic guys. I, I appreciate you, Mike. Any, any closing words of wisdom for, uh, Oh, we, we didn't talk about this. See, I promised everybody we're going to talk about hot rods. Mike, uh, he, he got to start, uh, uh, in social media, taking pictures of cars. He runs, he runs a coffee and cars group there in, in Southern California. So he's always taking pictures of that. And uh, I promised everyone we're going to talk about, uh, about 80 ska music. I got a new band. I don't know if you knew this is a 90 ska band called the interrupters. I got, I've gotten really into, have you heard this? Have you heard this band? Oh, I haven't. The interrupters look them up. I'm going to send you a link. Oh, they, are, they are, they are phenomenal. I was, I was listening to, uh, to some eighties music one day and they popped in. I was like, uh, but Alexa, who is that? And so, and so I wanted to know. So, so, so hot rods and sky music and, and cars. That's uh that's all about Mike, the car guy. That's my life. I don't have any hobbies. I don't golf. I don't, uh, you know, fish. Uh, but once a month I gather up, uh, three or 500 hot rods in Riverside in the Riverside auto center. And we have a great morning. Mike, thanks for coming on. Eric, thanks for Thank listening for in. I'm going to post this in the group. Uh, so, and, and so you guys comment, uh, share, share there, share any, uh, any, uh, anything that you think of later on. Let's try to keep the conversation going on. And uh, everybody have a great night. Thanks so much, man. Good to see you. Thanks. Appreciate it.